and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. How's it going, people? Thanks for downloading the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast. Thanks for hitting the play button all over the round all over the world and uh, in the UK, America, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Germany, Denmark, Austria, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to me, the Ramsey, and the Ramsey doing uh, less of a caffeine-induced podcast this time. Last time was just a bit totally bonkers. Not to say this one will be. Uh, just, just as bonkers, but no. <laughs> as I say, people, let's talk about a little... Looking at the America, the Tea Party page, the Tea Party movement, which is in America. So, interesting, here goes. Recently, just to get talk about what I'm going to be talking about, and just to give you an idea, but before I, let's, let's, before I go into all that, let's just backtrack, slightly back up a little bit, brother, and let's just say, um, so, coming up on our show, this week, we have an interview with Colin Beatty. He is the Scottish. He's a member of the Scottish Parliament for the Scottish National Party. Or he's MSP for the SNP. <laughs> a bit confusing with all the letters, but anyway. So we have. We're going to be asking our very own. How. Obviously, the, about SNP's manifesto, also talking about uh, just the general stuff that's been going on all over here in Scotland. I thought, coming up, I thought we let's talk about a little bit the Tea Party movement in America. I actually, I admit, I know Jack Diddley Bow about this, but why not go to the Tea Party movement website and just talk about some of the stuff that's there and see what you Americans think about this and what is your thoughts? And um, what are the people who are listening to this podcast? What do you think about it? What I'm saying, give us some feedback on the Hatrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. So, let's go. Let's go to your story here. Uh, one of them, which I can, once it goes round and round and round and round, because it's just going round. There we go. This is the latest story, which I want to uh, click on. The Obama shadow government opens border and grants amnesty to illegals. Now, Talking about this is a similar thing that's going on at the moment within the UK. The UK, obviously, the party UKIP, which is UK Independence Party, are obviously saying that we have, need to have a tighter control on immigration in our country because simply people are getting fed up with all the people coming in from Europe and literally they're lowering the wage, lowering the costs of self-employed, etc., and blah blah blah, and the way it's worked just because and they're claiming benefits and stuff like that. So, simple thing. America or Obama is simply doing the same. Okay, what are you, what's your views on Obama? I think the bottom line is, I think he's gotten lazy. I think he's too busy. Uh, he, may be, to be, he may be the first African-American black president. But I think in generally there's been no excuse for him sitting on his ass or sitting on the golf course 
playing with balls, pardon the pun, um, no pun intended. Um, so, this is generally what, what he is saying at the moment. The Washington-based Centre for Immigration Studies announced last week that government documents released in the FOIA request prove that the Obama administration has given legitimate society to... Put my teeth in themselves. Uh, have given legitimate social security numbers and work permits to 5.5 million illegal immigrants from 2009 to 2014, in addition to the number of new green cards and temporary work worker admissions issued legally. In other words, the Obama administration since 2009 has run a shadow government with the purpose of opening the border and granting legal status to millions of illegal immigrants in complete disregard to current immigration laws. This is a huge parallel immigration work authorization system outside the limits set by Congress that any, uh, sorry, inevitable impacts, opportunities to US worker damage, damages the integrity of the immigration system and encourages illegal immigration. CIS researcher Jessica Raw said, making the shocking announcement, <clears throat> a huge number of work permits, 1.7 million, were issued to aliens whose status were unknown, not recorded by the adjudicator, or not disclosed by U.S. citizenship and immigration services. The agent that processes the application, Vaughn continued, this should be cons concern. Work permits are gateway documents to drivers, licenses and other benefits and if the government agency issues them what does not know or will not disclose how the bearer arrived in the country how can others rely on the authenticity individually sorry individuals identity it is equally disconcerting if the government does not know and choose not to disclose it the 5.5 million including 1.8 million work permits given to immigration immigrants with temporary visas or visa waivers, and two-thirds of them held, held visas that did not permit employment in the United States. So, similar, similar situation to UK as well as America, you're basically granting people to come over here, you're not really vetting them properly, and the fact is, I mean, you're not, if you're not vetting these people, this is why we're here, you could be bringing in convicted murderers, criminals into this country and they're coming simply they'll commit crimes over here so basically you're just saying right oh knock yourself out on you go let's um come and commit a crime we're not well we oh you, you, look, you look fine great on you go before you know it, they're robbing, robbing people's homes murdering people doing all sorts and uh they're getting away with it and half of them are not getting caught and maybe just disappear back they'll slowly slip away back uh, out of the country and back to wherever they came from. You just don't know. So is that fair in America? It should be just people who are from America, born, bred, brought up there, who are busting their backside or trying to make ends meet and trying to make a living to have a life um, and, go, and so on and so on. Uh, but these people are coming in from a different uh, part of the world to come to America and simply, or illegals, simply just, uh, yeah, Let's see, and come in and let's get handed all this, handed up a permanent to stay here. Is it right? Personally, no. Is it right? I think, I think in this day and age, if you want to go to the country, 
you know, to prove that you can work, um, prove that you can work. There, you can contribute to the economy, and you can be. I think that's the best way forward, folks. I think it's the only way, personally. I think for all of us, like if I'm going to go to Australia, there's going to be a certain criteria that has to be met, so I they know that when I'm coming there, they, yeah, you you're going to meet the economy, uh, help the economy. I mean, you're going to work, pay your taxes, blah blah blah, and yeah, you'll be entitled to the things that you should be entitled to because you're doing what's right. Uh, I think the bottom line is here that no, if these people are just being handy left, right, and centre, which maybe. Are they going to be working? We don't know. Are they just going to be claiming benefits? Simple fact is we simply don't know. And but the thing is, it's the it's the just a big question that uh, by giving all these people green cards or citizenship, like them say you can stay here, but what's it going to cost the people as it comes to benefits? That's the main thing. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. The people who actually work their ass off every day, week in week out come home just to like keep, keep their head out of water or to have a fam, feed a family. But these people here are just you can sponge off the government kind of thing. So, And it's not really, uh, excuse me, it's not really good enough, I don't think. I think it's just wrong. I think people want to, um, it's not fair. So there's something, uh, there's a brief, just uh, I'm not going to go through the whole story because it's absolutely huge and it takes take me forever, get up all night. But no. So as obviously I think it was bottom line is I just want to say no to amnesty. I think this is getting a bit uh, a bit of a joke to be honest with you. Um, going back to let's have a look at one of the other stories. Um, unemployment rate is a big thing in America at the moment. Obviously unemployment rate is big in a lot of places uh, because of it's la- they're saying there's lack of jobs, but I think it's just because uh, lack of jobs because I, I, how would I say the, this. I think there's jobs out there. I strongly believe there is jobs, but I also strongly believe. Um, but the people are maybe they're picky, or maybe they they're or the employers too picky. I think I think it's a it's a really difficult fine line these days to get jobs. Either you've got to be educated, or you and you can't get if you're not educated, you're not going to get a job because you don't really have the experience, or you've got the experience but you're not educated and you won't get a job. Or you're just simply you maybe got both and you're fortunate and you will get a job. But the question is, if you're in America, are you going to get your hands dirty? Somebody offers you a job, maybe it's washing dishes, uh, sweeping a car park or something or whatever. But it's money. It's a job. Would you do it? Cleaning the toilets. You get your hands dirty. Cleaning the sewage drains or whatever it is, just to get some money coming in. Would you do it? Um, do you, need, you don't want to break your nails? Don't want to buff, get your hands all scraped. So, oh, sorry, I can't do that. But I'd rather still just, just take, but would you do it? That's the question I want to ask. Are you willing to do the dirty jobs to get the better jobs? And I think I see that to everybody around the world. Uh, I think if, if you're not willing to get, I say personally, if, if you're not willing to get your hands dirty in life, you're not willing to do the hard jobs that are really dirty, really smelly, whatever you have to do. To start at the bottom and work your way up that ladder, I would say, you know, sh- sh- carry on, struggle. Uh, the very fortunate ones, the very few ones, who actually get off their backside, who actually do get up, well, who will do it. But there's a few 
were fortunate and if you do eventually hang off they do get a good job but also I say to the ones who are not getting out working if you think you've got you're being proud and oh sorry I can't do these jobs maybe because you're above all these jobs I say to you well carry on being unemployed because if you get to stage you have, you're struggling and you have no money and you're wondering why you have no money and you've been offered left right you've been offered jobs and you could have started and you said no because oh sorry it's not, it doesn't pay enough Sorry, can't do that. I can't do it. I can't get my. I'll break a nail. Sorry, I can't do that job. I'll break my nail. Sorry. So I say, get a grip. I say the bottom line is having a job, starting at the bottom in some job, whether you've trained to be a lawyer, whether you've trained to be this or that, and you've had a good education, and maybe you think you're, you can do these jobs, but you're not getting it because you haven't got the experience. But I tell you something. Go and do a job do the dirty jobs really, really well, tell you something, you will be thinking, oh, what's this, you're probably thinking when you're listening, what's this damn, what's this damn guy talking about, man, heels, hee-haw, I'll tell you what I do know, actually, I'm self-employed myself, I, before my jobs, I used to work in retail, I always thought I'd be good as a supervisor, I could never get the job I wanted, I just never got it, until somebody close to me, my me- I see my mentor, he said, go clean the toilets, I said, what? Go clean the toilets. I said, uh, I'm going to clean the toilets. Joking. What did I do? I went to clean the toilets. I started as a domestic. I got a job as a domestic working in a hospital. Cleaning the hospital. Tell you something. Then I stepped up and I went to become a nurse's assistant. It's what we call over here as a trainee clinical support worker or an auxiliary nurse of the older ways. I, then I worked, I worked in theatres, floating for scrub nurses um, and during operations, I went to the wards, uh, so I got my experience in the hospital. Um, eventually, I became self-employed. I run a business. I actually going back to cleaning. I now do clean. I clean homes. I do dirty work cleaning. I do all sorts. So, to be honest with you, I work. I busted my backside to get to where I am. It's not been easy, and it's not easy to get be self-employed. It's not easy to get start a business, but you have to do. It. And you've got a lot of hard graft to get here. And it takes, you have to be committed. It can be tough, but I'll tell you something, it's worth it in the end. Because you get, as you, you do gradually get busier. So I tell you, all these people who are looking for work, who have not been in work, or finding, you can't find a job. I tell you something, you'd be glad, just go for it. Just find it, go and do something. If you have to work at McDonald's, if you have to work at a takeout or something, if you have a delivery driver, or if you have to, whatever you have to do, and do it because I tell you something getting some money coming in the door is better than nothing and it means by doing the job very well you're more like you will eventually get the job that you need want to get because getting a, you're, you're more likely to get a job with being in a job so anyway that is my little rant about general but obviously it's on employment but it's a region story anyway uh so go just get a brief summary um I'll just sometimes I'll start anyway the story I was saying about unemployment years of un, uh, unending news storylines on the US government programs of surveillance rendition and torture have apparently chilled the speech of even top business executives in the United States Jim Clifton the chairman and CEO of Gallup the iconic US company dating back 1935 told CNBC that he was worried he might suddenly disappear and not make it home that evening if he disputed the accuracy of what the US government is reporting as unemployed Americans. 
the interview uh, came one day. Clifton, a gutsy opinion piece on Gallup's website, he finally called the government's 5.6% unemployment figure the big lie. The article's headline, he his appearance on CNBC was apparently to, to walk back the lie part of uh, apparently to walk back the lie part of the title and reframe the job data as just hopelessly deceptive um, Clifton stated the following on the, the CNBC um, I think that the number um, that comes out of BLS Bureau of Labour Statistics that the Department of Labour is um, very 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 accurate I need to make that very very clear so that I don't suddenly disappear, I need to make it home tonight. So obviously it sounds like if he slates the government, uh, to basically tell them they're talking out their ass and they're lying through their teeth, uh, just in case they decide to bump off. So, um, I, Americans, what do you think there? People who are listening to this podcast, what do you think? Would you? Uh, what is your view on the current unemployment rate in America, even in your area, wherever you're, uh, wherever you're from? Is it good, bad, or indifferent, or just damn sight ugly? So please, g- give us a... Um, an email or comment on this on the Facebook page Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com is the email or Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed on the Facebook page you will can join us and talk away to us it'd be great to listen um, anyway let's go to story number let's go to the next one what's next on the agenda in the Tea Party movement the teaparty.org um, let's um, so Homeland Security Chief ISIS sleeper cells in the US now poised to attack. Interesting. Won't we'll talk about that much. Let's talk about. Um, what was I going to talk about? There we go. For those you know, Franklin Graham. So, let's talk about this. Franklin Graham, obviously, you know, he is the son of the famous evangelist Billy Graham. Here's something. I'm going to, yeah, it's good to have a bit of, talk about a bit of religion, whether you're religious or not, whether you think, or a bit of. Or Christianity, Muslim, or whatever you want to talk about. That's how we section here about this this thing. This is obviously I'm just more talking about American news and what's going on, um, and to see what people are, what you're actually thinking. Um, Franklin Graham, um, the title of this saying Muhammad killed innocents, Christ didn't. So evangelist Franklin Franklin Graham and Catholic League. Uh, President Bill Donohoe have condemned President Barack Obama for comparing the Islamic State uh, atrocities to the terrible deeds committed by Christians hundreds of years ago. But Obama made controversial remarks at the National Prayer um, Breakfast on Thursday in Washington, D.C., while referring to actions taken during the Crusades and the Inquisition in the name of, uh, name of Christ. But... Uh, According to CNS News, Graham hit back at Obama in a Facebook posting saying that Jesus Christ taught peace and did not uh, take life, while the Prophet Muhammad was a warrior and killed many innocent people. Now, modern-day patriots in this in this time have stand shoulder to shoulder with our forefathers in Lexington and Concord. We need the Tea Party now more than ever. Obviously, it's some more in-bit on the this thing here. Graham, president of CEO Billy Graham's Evangelistic Association, wrote today at the National Prayer Breakfast, the president implied that what ISIS is doing is equivalent to what happened over a thousand years ago during the Crusades and Inquisition. Mr. President, 
Many people in history have used the name of Jesus Christ to accomplish evil things for their own desire, but Jesus taught peace, love and forgiveness. He came to his give us life for the sins of mankind, not to take life. Muhammad, on the contrary, was a warrior and killed innocent people. Uh, true followers of Christ emulate Christ. True followers of Muhammad emulate Muhammad. During this speech, Obama said that the Islamic State was brutal, vicious, a death cult that in the name of religion carries out unspeakable acts of barbarism. Bar bar anyway, barbarianism, whatever you call it. Oh, brains have been fried. Doing it at nearly 11 o'clock at night doing a podcast. That's keeping yourself awake, keeping the brain engaged, man. It's not good. So, but he added, lest we get on our high horse and think that this is unique. To some other place, remember that during the Crusades, the Inquisition, people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. Donahoe, um, Donahoe denounced the president of the Catholics League website, saying Obama's ignorance is um, astounding, and this his comparison is uh, sorry, American word, uh, pernicious, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, he continued the Crusades were a defense of Christian reaction against Muslim uh, madmen of the Middle Ages regarding other fable and inquisition the Catholic Church had almost nothing to do with it. The Church saw um, heretics and lo as lost sheep who needed to be brought back from the fold by contrast secular authorities saw heresy as treason anyone who questioned royal authorities or who challenged the idea that kingship was God-given was guilty of ca uh, capital offence. Uh, if this if was they, not the church, who burned the heretics. Indeed, secular authorities blasted the church for its weak role in the Inquisition. Anyway, that was me. I don't know what your thoughts on that. What do you think? Is Barack Obama and the, this, what is your ISIS sort of kind of thoughts at the moment with all the things that are going on? Uh, basically, um, what do you, anyway, what do you, what do you think about that? So, let's talk about something else. Let's move on to something. The Tea Party movement, obviously, Tea Party movement is uh, are you Sarah Palin fans out there? Are you a Sarah Palin fan? Um, and obviously, I did admit at the beginning of the podcast, you know, he hop at the Tea Party movement. I, my, my partner in crime, though, who's not here, it was just me and the Ramsey Ramble and the Ramsey Rockin', uh, not quite as a caffeine induced because if I have too much caffeine now, I ain't gonna sleep tonight. Happy days is actually evening in Scotland, just in case you're listening to this. Wherever you may be, it'll be evening somewhere around the world, just to state the obvious, baby. So, but my partner in crime, the hat trick, who knows a lot about the Tea Party movement, so he will hopefully have a bit more, like, we'll do it again, and we'll, we'll do it together, and he can explain more. He knows a little bit more about the Tea Party movement than I do, so that's just okay. trying to entertain our American listeners, our sexy beast American listeners out there. Happy days! Ho! Oh. Anyway, um, uh, do you think... I think Obama is trying to get votes. Do you think her, the next president, okay, his time is running out. Is Hillary Clinton too old to be president, first female president of the United States? She's looking a bit old. She's, you know, ho ho. Ah, not that good a time to yawn, man, on a podcast. Not time again, yawn. How old is Hillary Clinton? Just a curiosity. Google that and see what's happening. I should get you a bit on the crusty side. She is. 
she's 67. Well, is she not getting a bit older, do you think? Uh, she's going to be knocking on 70 if she becomes I mean, a 70 year old president. And I suppose she can get older. I mean, Robert Mugabe for uh, Zimbabwe, he's 90, 90 uh, in his 90s. So, um, certainly, I don't know, this day and age, you think? I think she, she she's aged a lot. Do you think you need somebody younger, more in touch with the, what's going on these days? I mean, you look at Obama, Obama when he his first started, you, know, you look at him now, he's looking knackered. He's done in. So, um, what is your kind of view on Hillary, if Hillary Clinton it could be the next female um, pre next female president of the United States? Or will it be Republicans again? Uh, I mean, so what you... Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? What is your thoughts on the next president of the United States? Um, right, I think I've exhausted my tea party because I don't have much else, baby. Um, well, it's now, just uh, let's talk about uh, Ms. BAFTA season, as in British Academy Awards. Like the Oscars, the sort of mini brother of the Oscars, it's now season for all the films. What films have you seen and what's coming up? What do you think should get like awards and things? Britain tends to be do okay. American stuff going on. Uh, oh, oh, oh man, that's been, I'm knackered. But hey, as as I say, don't listen to this is the way how to cure insomnia, baby. Listen to the sleepy Hattrick and Ramsey podcast. We will make you drift off just nice and slowly. Right, okay. <clears throat> Next. <laughs> so. It's going to be interesting. What's else? Just, just to be, let's see, we catch up on the British news, man. Let's see what's going on in the British UK news. Yes, why have I got Why am I speaking an American accent? I do not. No, but anyway, where are we? One note in fact, hey, so one thing I do like it is I've not seen him on the telly much here at the moment. He's more America. He's doing a sort of the kind of Master Chef type stuff. He's Gordon Ramsay. I have to say, I do have a. <laughs> I like about Gordon Ramsay. I do. I do like his uh, Hotel Hell. He's Kitchen Nightmares in America. It's great when he basically, well, simply lays it on the line with them. And it's a lot of a very lot of expletives like your f word and everything else. And f word again. And the more f words, the better. Yes, <laughs> certainly it's very very interesting. It's always good to see all these people. See, this is there's we know and I think stories that some people in America, well, the people who he has helped in America, to rebuild their restaurant, get it back in the start, and there's a few people saying they've gone bust because they haven't followed his lead, and they were trying to in the past they were trying to sue him. So hang on a minute, I'm here to help you. You contacted me for our show to help get your business back on track, your restaurant or your hotel. Um. Once I have given you a nice structure, as a not me personally, I am Fraser Ramsey, but not related to Gordon Ramsay, but I wish I was. Just sign me a blank check, please, Mr. Ramsey. Gordon, distant cousin, maybe, of something. Anyway, um, he's just helped a restaurant, or whoever he's helped, to get themselves a nice structure, a new menu, people get the business back on track, and some of these businesses go bust, but they've he's, excuse me, he's um, done the bit to get them up and running. Obviously, they haven't managed to keep it up and get them up, the, the business up and running. They've gone bust and they're suing them, so hang on a minute. 
uh, is it his fault that you you can't keep up uh, a new structure in your business? You can't keep the the thing going. No, it's not his fault. He's giving you a guidance. You asked him for help. He gave you help, and obviously at this stage you haven't done it. So I say to all these people in America, people who are getting help from the restaurants, maybe you've been on the TV program, and you've listened to, and you've had help from Gordon Ramsay. Tell you something, if you've gone bust, it's your own fault. Tell you something, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, you've got the help, and he's turned things around, but you guys, well, you go back to your old ways, your own fault. Hey, get help. If you, if you are struggling in business, get help. Get people who are in business. Talk to people. Talk to people who are being successful. Go and find out why you're not being this successful in business, whether it's a restaurant or whatever. Go and find out. Find out how somebody else in the competition is being successful and try and change it, basically. But anyway, uh, I'm going to call it because I'm completely bonkers tonight. I'm starting to fall asleep, which is not so good. And I have been talking for 28 minutes already, nearly 30. So it's just a short for a half an hour podcast, just to entertain your American audience. If you haven't died of laughter, or fallen asleep, or taken a gun to your head. Uh, oh, that's what I'm going to talk about. We uh, had the last podcast, uh, it was the hat trick, and he was interviewing our guest con- contributor, who, who has been his work. The beginning was a part of the podcast, but due to his work commitments, he was busy. But he's been listening to the podcasts, and he's going to get involved when he's here. As Jonathan Sutherland, he was our trusty analyst. So we had to change that, just due to the fact he's not here much. He's recently in his travels, he's, he is a pilot, he, he talks about that. He was talking about he'd been in Thailand, and he's had a lot of Thai green curries. So, uh, I was thinking, if he is <laughs> been eating a lot of... Jonathan, if you're listening to this... And um, you've had a lot of Thai green curries. I hate to be your colleagues in the cockpit of a plane because <laughs> I bet they're just glad there's a, I bet they're glad there's a autopilot switch because I'll tell you something. I, if you've had a green curry and uh, <laughs> what can I say? If you've had a nice green curry and you're in the cockpit, I'd hate to be the pilot when you, all, all you hear is this. Oh wow! So, um, talking about your your well, just while you're waiting on your next job, or you're maybe chilling out, or just until you're called, and you're having all Thai green curries can be quite interesting. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just hoping you're not uh, doing this in the cockpit when you're flying. Uh, so it could be interesting. <laughs> captain's locked in. Captain's right. Oh, pilot, I'm out of here. <laughs> Obviously, open the window, but not quite. Just open the window. I can't. Oh, depressurize the cabin. Oh, oh, my goodness. My word. My word. My word. Anyway, that's uh, yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. So there's amazing the sounds that you get. Um. You can download sound sound effects. I was downloading the other day on my phone, and uh, as one, it's a crazy cat. Uh, this is like, uh, I'm sure we all want feel like we want to do this. Yep, 
Yep, I pretty all feel like you could do that sometimes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, love, I love these sound effects, they're quite impressive. Uh, just go totally bonkers. Um, but hey, I will <laughs> leave that one there. So anyway, I'll move on from that. Just moving on swiftly from the Thai green curries. Um, so, it was good to, as I say, our last podcast was by Hugh and our guest contributor, Jonathan Sutherland. Um, talked a little bit about politics and they just watched their movie, The Interview. And obviously you should watch that because of tactics and how to interview our next guest. But uh, that will be interesting on Tuesday, this week. So we'll upload that soon. And all you SMB people out there, followers, and you would like to give us some questions... Hit us up on the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Sorry, Hatrick and Ramsey at gmail.com email for um, any questions you'd like to ask or uh, or suggestions if you could ask uh, Colin Beatty, who's of the SNP. Anyway, so feel free and get in touch. That'd be fantastic. So, anyway, I'm uh, after my brief ramble on the, the Tea Party movement. Let's uh, and my Lack of knowledge of it, as I do admit, as I just talked about briefly what's on your the recent news on the Tea Party website. Um, so I just thought, have a wee, uh, wee bit of entertain our American listeners and see what you thought. So, but if you in America do like what you're listening to, and you like listening to the, this sexy Scottish accent, hello baby, uh, sorry that's my Austin Powers, but uh, not quite Scottish, but uh, if you're... Uh, Yes, if you like a bit of Miss Money Penny or Shake and not start, show up, feel free and uh, give us a call. <laughs> Hello. So, um, yes, think less the caffeine, lack of sleep, still makes you bonkers, man, still makes you fruit loops all the way around. Anyway, so, I like my jingle, I like these jingles actually. Sorry, just to go back to them, I do think they're actually rather funny. A few ringtones, ringtones. So if you, I'm going to get, I'll line up a few sponsors. Uh, I do like the spot, some of the sponsors. I'd like to get, I wish there was a spot, we could have me, a nice underpant company in Britain that's like meundies.com that uh, I find very interesting, which I've heard on our podcast. Uh, basically, so if you've, like, get nice fancy drawers, pants, underwear to wear, so, just to... In fact, that's what I'm going to talk about. This is very briefly. I have to sort of talk about this one. Uh, it's coming up. Are you feeling a bit grey? I almost forgot about talking about that. I knew I'd, I wanted to mention that. So, just without keeping it uh, as clean as possible, and as PG as possible, are you feeling about 50 Shades of Grey? For all you uh, women out there looking to go and see the film next weekend, which happens to be released on Saturday... The 14th of February, Valentine's Day. So, you're taking your your lovely partners, your ladies, your wives. You're going to go for a bit of a <laughs> could say, intimate evening in the cinema with Fifty Shades of Grey. But, you, you have the, I admit I have never read the book. I, mean, I know it's obviously a female thing. I'm glad I probably haven't read the book. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there's many people who have read the book. So... Yes, so you're feeling a bit Fifty Shades next week, or would it be the kind of thing you're going with your partner, you feel like, but like all these guys sticking out like a sore thumb, I'm sure there'll be a lot more sticking out um, <clears throat> while you're watching the film. That's the point, it's been rated 18, now maybe it may be a bit sordid or a bit kinky or 
a bit sort of, hmm, yeah, but sexy. Sex scenes is obviously about that uh, in some way or form. So, but these films are getting a, a they finally given it an 18. It's probably quite, probably is quite tame, to be honest with you. And you've got these decent action films are getting P, blinking 12A ratings. Have a word. Come on, these films should be 18. If you're giving a flinking Fifty Shades of Grey in 18, so if you give it these other films in 18, so we can, people in their sort of late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you want to enjoy a good action-packed film of kick-ass, people blowing their, getting their head blown off and guns and just you name it, and great, give it, sit at 18, stop uh, being pernickety, this is bonkers, you know what I mean, so, totally bonkers, but, uh, that's so. That's simply what I uh, <laughs> may rant on that. So if you're if you're uh, looking to if you're entertaining your lady in the coming week, you've got a party with plans. A simple nice wee meal out. Or you're going to a nice wee meal in. You would do sla. Might go to Marks and Spencers and get your top of the top of the range food. Slap and do a bit of slap it in the oven and see can say, oh, I just cooked. Enjoy the meal. In fact, reminisce. The oven cooked it and I just let it. I just washed it. So, are you going to prepare a nice meal for your lovely lady? Are you going to maybe put a couple of nice few row, bunch of rosies into the gimmicks of Valentine's Day? Or do you just tend to avoid it and you just go for something? Huh, let's just go nice again day when it's up by not cheap prices, normal. So, maybe on that day you might get a bit of hibbity-dibbity, after serenading your lady, not seeing you. <clears throat> uh but yeah anyway yeah so uh maybe you gotta drop your drawers and get to meundies.com and uh <laughs> and you're ready for some hibbity dibbity anyway so um i'll just as i say coming up for this week if you're pre prepping for valentine's day and you're prepping to uh um yeah what was i gonna say prepping to entertain her and have a nice time and if you're into that just make sure you don't have a thai green curry cooked and you're not going to be doing this. <sighs> James, bad wind again. Crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, so I recommend uh, just make sure you're not going to be going. Oh, bloody hell. Wow, crazy, man. Um, yeah, so uh, I, should, uh, I should go and see the doctor. I really should. Um, anyway, so I'm going to shut up now. So I'm rabbiting on, just talking utter bollocks. Excuse the language. But um, anyway. Thank you for listening to the Hatrick and Ramsey on the East podcast. This was a bit of a, a very less of a caffeine and juice podcast, as I must say. A few yawns, and but hey ho. I hope you American Tea Party people are enjoying what they just talked about. You're probably thinking, oh man, this guy's just talking rubbish. What's he on, man? He ain't got a clue about the tea party, man. No, I don't have a clue about the tea party, man. But my partner in crime does. So, when he says, I'll be back. You'll be back. So, watch the space for the hair trick and hot seat on the tea party moment. Yes. That's a bit Jimmy Fun. So, um, okay, that's it. Time to go. Time for bed. Time to get you ready to rumble and go to bed. Okay, peeps. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for uh, giving us. Oh, what should I say? Thank you for letting us entertain you. Thank you for letting us put you to sleep. Thank you 
for keeping you awake at night. <laughs> thank you for um, making you see your psychiatrist. And thank you for, um, yes, again, you, please don't you know, send us your bill because, um, sorry, we'll be out of the country <laughs> somewhere. Um, let's see, not known at this address. Oh, invoice for my psych, psych appointment. Man, you just caused me a money. A big invoice. Not good. Anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> we are in a secret location. I, well, I'm in a secret location. Somewhere in Barbados. Yeah. Just please believe that. Hence why I'm freezing my ass off. It's not that cold, actually. It's been quite nice weather in Scotland. I'm going to shut up, because I've just rabbited on. I to totally bonkers, and I'm probably just putting you all to sleep. So... Or you've maybe just taken a gun to your head and gone bang. But please don't. Right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for the time. Thank you for my ramble. Totally bonkers. I admit that. But hope you had, <laughs> hope you had fun listening. Tell you something. It's always good to talk. It's good to talk on the podcast. It's good to talk to these listeners out there. Good to talk to the people. Thank you. We love you all. It's great. So stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. Enjoy. Have fun. Have a good week. SMP leader coming up on the show in a, uh, this week. So you know, as soon as that's uploaded and posted onto the site, please have a listen and hopefully you'll get some feedback. And uh, yeah, keep listening to our um, other podcasts that we do. If you've not had it, there's our wee catalogue. We're now on to coming up with us with 32 episodes. Have a backtrack. You can go to iTunes, Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. You we also recommend other podcasts like James Whale Radio Show as well. Uh, Talk is Jericho. I like and there's James Dillingpole and there's a few other. If you like the politics, as I say, there's a, the politics uh, is going to be heating heating up soon in this country. I think the battle lines have been drawn uh, in, in, for the UK uh, general election, so it's now heating up. So more to, more will come on that. And more interviews will come up as soon as possible. So thanks again. Good night. Stay hard. Stay hungry. And enjoy. And peace, love and hugs. Good night. Keep rocking. Bye-bye now.